Welcome back, inner and outer senshi, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake, coming at you twice this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, of course, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, here as always, joined with the Double Dipper himself. Uh, <laughs> taking the red eye back from Venus, I am Dan Ryan. Mm, um, and before we get to the Sailor Moon festivities, of course, uh, I like business, basically, mm-hmm. since we saw each other this week. I did uh, peruse a few things, so perhaps we can get started with that, but... Um, what did we think of Venus Wars? Any initial thoughts, or since we've had a few days to dwell on it? Um, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. I, like I, I think that you know I'm happy to have it in my growing collection for mm-hmm. this for this podcast and everything. It's I don't know. It's a very '80s movie. Mm. It's it's and it's lovable for that reason. Remember the yeah. '80s? We should set a two-part Stephen King adaptation in it, shouldn't we? Hmm. Guess what we were watching before. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. You always bring surprises onto this podcast that I wouldn't, you know, take out of my busy schedule to peruse myself. So I'm thankful for that. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm excited to see what you bring in future, Dan. Well, I mean, that's one of the, I, I, I mean, I suppose benefits of having, you know, the quarantine time to go through like youtube stuff because a lot of i mean the majority of the weirder picks that i've brought to the table have been just stuff that i've stumbled across on youtube just because you know there's a lot of small channels out there that you know do really good coverage of these you know types of movies Mm. or you know they do little like list type videos that kind of show you know some more obscure picks that people would 10 80s neglected anime so if you if you know what your tastes are and oh, yeah. you know you know, go by all means go look for them and you might stumble across a, a few, few gems. a few hidden gems. Yeah. I mean I, I would say that my my favorite hidden gem to this you know well not hidden gem vampire because it was popular yeah, yeah. but Vampire Hunter yeah. D was but this was yeah. fine like for a Tuesday night I was like oh I'm having fun oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what else was I doing Let's but take for a me it was Venus. Tuesday so hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, I'm excited to see, as we said in future, but any anime news slash life updates in the past few days that we have shared? Well, <laughs> yes, actually. Um, mm. the, the big one, I believe it happened, well, it happened on Thursday, or it was trending on Twitter on Thursday, at least. Yes. Uh, but the decades-old feud over the rights to the, the Macross franchise mm. were finally seemingly resolved. Um, and for... did you play a hand in that? Uh, well, I you know I don't know if we willed it. I think we've talked about Macross like once. Yeah. We've mentioned it, so I don't know if our usual. I think powers we've mentioned of... the rights too. Yeah. to Macross. So. Yeah, yeah, we predicted that. So again, we we managed to we man- we've willed. Hey, a I got lot a handmaiden poster out of this week that <laughs> that was just days ago, and then the next day, Mondo's like, "Here's a handmaiden poster." I'm like, great. If awesome. I, if I just focus and visualize King Cold merchandise, maybe we'll get. And that. if I do the opposite and say there's no King Cold <laughs> merchandise, we have to agree, Dan. Um, but no. Uh, if we if we haven't covered it in detail before, I believe it was in the late '80s. Uh, the studio that made Macross um, 
you know, was still kind of up and coming. Obviously, since then, the Macross franchise has become very, very popular in Japan. It's retained that popularity through multiple iterations, kind of like Gundam. Um, but in the late 80s, it was sent, uh, you know, over to the, to the States for dubbing mm-hmm. uh, by a company that is called, I believe they're Harmony Gold. They did a handful of things. I believe they did... Um, an older dub of, uh, like, older dubs of a few popular anime, but they never kept the rights to those. Uh, but with Macross, they dubbed it as Robotech, Ooh. which is what we got it as. Is that con- is that consolidated into the new Transformer tech that I showed you through Twitter? <laughs> well... With Optimus. It could be applied. <laughs> yeah. That 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 toy technology is... <laughs> they're doing had $700 to spend. Yeah, they're doing marvelous <laughs> things with Transformers <laughs> these days. Um, but basically, you know, and I apologize if I get any details wrong. Mm. I only looked into it in depth, like, a long time ago. But I think it was it was pretty much like... The studio that made Macross wasn't in a good position to get a lot out of Harmony Gold. It was, like, very much an 80s business guy deal. So Harmony Gold could pretty much do whatever they felt like with, you know, in making Robotech. Mm -hmm. They could do as little as they wanted, and it would be very, very expensive for them to be bought out of the rights. Mm -hmm. And the the studio that owns Macross didn't, you know... they didn't want to do that considering that Robotech had kind of given them a weaker launching point in this market anyway, so mm-hmm. it wasn't an investment that they wanted to make. Or, or you know, probably earlier on couldn't make because they weren't that huge of a, of a setup at first. Um, and that's been ongoing for 30 years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 300 like th- years. 30, 30 years now. Yeah. And on Thursday they said, okay, a deal has been reached in, in some... <laughs> Apparently, in some capacity between the studio that makes Macross, uh, Harmony Gold, and I believe Funimation. Hmm. So Funimation, I think, will get the rights to do something with Macross now. Um, The ball's in their court, though. What will they do? And for the first time, uh, you know, the series has a potential future in the the West. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's still... Again, it's still been going strong in Japan. It's, again, multiple iterations, mm-hmm. multiple sub-series that have been popular, merchandise lines, everything. But Robotech here, I I cannot... I know there was a GameCube game that we got, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know... Like, again, it was one of those things where you know, the, the dubbers kind of had free reign to, okay, we can throw this mm-hmm. label onto something here. Um, I, I believe there was even... Because uh, I tried to track it down for the Sinister Six one time, uh, uh, Roger Corman's film company, Oof. the the famous, uh, you know, the ones who have made many famous B and C movies mm-hmm. throughout the ages, actually threw together a splicing of the Macross movie and something else hmm. uh, to release it as um, I, I forget what they released it as, but Fast Bike, the, the movie, you know, the only copy of it was destroyed in a flood, huh. so. Again, Robotech slash Macross has not had a very prosperous reign here. Mm. So maybe that could change. Yeah, maybe. You know, you know. Well, will it? We yeah. can pinch our pennies and buy the rights. I mean, I, you know, obviously, <laughs> Out from this, this seems to be like a... 
you know, the ball is finally rolling. It's some news yeah. from this. So that yeah. that's interesting. If you get the rights and I could be the bike in Macross, I think the world would be a better place. <laughs> Just, you know, my face Gaga style on the bike. You're a true actor. <laughs> I'm walking down a hallway. <laughs> Do you dare? <laughs> Deep cut that you guys will never listen to or realize. But yes, yes. Um, jumping off of that, I guess I'll talk about this first. Um, I have continued my Wong Kar Wai. Uh, Criterion mm-hmm. uh, Voyage with uh, Happy Together, which is an LGBTQ plus movie, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I have also been researching two of my picks for uh, Anna Masterpiece Theater mm-hmm. when we get there, and I'm super excited to show you these movies. You're going to go in blind. I'm going to have very little like intro notes, and I just want your full gut experience when we do get there. Awesome. I'm very excited for the two that I've picked and maybe start thinking about that, you know, but no rush. Yeah. We, we got time. And, oh, I, I got yeah. some picks. Don't worry. Ooh, yeah. Okay. And uh, it was a big week for me because the world ends with you. Received so much love in a new trailer for Neo, The World Ends With You, coming Mm -hmm. to PS4 and Switch. And I actually watched an anime, being the first episode of The World Ends With You, the animation, available on Hulu. How was it? It was good. I did do the thing where you go on the internet and everyone was complaining about things that I was like, but it's only been one episode. They're they're like, oh, it's... Looks like it's been rushed and they're, you know, they're pushing the story a little bit too fast, but there's only going to be allegedly 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. And that game's kind of long and uh, long-winded, but I I guess the minutia got to me, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for it. Like, I, I thought it was a faithful adaptation of the game, even though it might be set in a, a split tie- timeline, because as I said, Nomura loves to do these things with like, oh, the box art of Neo, The World Ends With You, has the same sky as the Kingdom Hearts 3 box art, and the secret ending to that game showed two of our heroes in a similar location to that game, so... Well, I someday I'll take uh, your four-hour crash course four? on... Uh, higher. I'll shell. I'll, sh- I'll shell out the three hundred dollars. Where's for the your price is talk. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. There are a few things we need to cover first before we get into. This. Oh my god! I'm telling you that podcast, that Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, is on like its three hundredth episode, Dan, and they're not even at three yet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> it's yeah. a lot yeah but i'm excited for that that franchise is really great i wish that square enix wasn't the shills that they are and gave us half the collector's edition that japan gets for double the price i yeah. won't be purchasing it but well uh, you know again what what have we willed into existence so far that that <laughs> stupid the, the no more heroes collection that you uh scooby-dooed me into buying oh. and then you know i can proudly hang the santa destroy flag in my <laughs> parlor i guess and, and, and as i give a tour of your house yes he fought on a battleship i think <laughs> yeah no and then they and then they put out like another one that mm-hmm. includes all three games and i'm like who no i'm sorry i apologize <laughs> like who knows <laughs> you know you never know if only i could be as optimistic as you but sure you never sure. know what wario 64 will tweet out every day <laughs> yeah what what box sets are coming our way what so will i be tempted to buy this week but um that's all i did this week mm-hmm. in the few days we've had um i have i have two more uh, small one first speak uh playing hades still <gasps> hades uh i have not beaten it yet mm-hmm. but i i love it Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it might be one of my all-time favorite games mm. now. Uh, it is it is just so solid. It, it is just a great way to, to you know, 
just mm-hmm. kill time. The characters are amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, even the more times you die, and not not being a, a pro gamer, <laughs> I die a lot, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it... it it keeps you motivated it, to yeah. keep trying. You always get more lore from that fact, mm-hmm. and you know, absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, as my, uh, as sadly my attendance in Animal Crossing has Uh-oh. winded down <laughs> somewhat, I, I, I needed, I wanted something else to to keep me occupied on mm-hmm. the Switch until like Snap comes out. Yeah. And this has not only done that, but it might legitimately be one of my favorite mm. games ever now so keep playing and even if you think you beat it you haven't yeah no and and, and it, it yeah I was, yeah I, I was i was late to the boat on that one yeah. but it, it's it's okay i'll put the quarter it. in my taste jar it's worth it. yeah <laughs> good taste um and news item two uh because i don't believe that i've done a good enough job of talking about it in the past couple weeks but falcon and the winter soldier hmm uh, that recently started, you know, airing. Uh, WandaVision w- was obviously a, a great show. Uh, you know, oh, I yeah. very you know, loved that as it was going on. Uh, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier is some of my favorite Marvel Studios content in a while, hmm. I would say. Uh, better than, than WandaVision <gasps> in my book. Um, Those are fighting words for some. Because I, I love the, the, the pair up of, of, of Falcon and Bucky. Mm-hmm. Like they're, you know, that's, they've always had great chemistry. And my favorite MCU movie is, is Captain mm-hmm. America, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing with that movie was that it very much channeled like over the top, like 80s mm-hmm. political thrillers. Yeah. And you know this mo- you know this show gets to do that too i believe it's on you know uh, like friday episode 4 of 6 came out mm-hmm. um so it's it's very concise it's it's building its arc and it it really channels those um those political thriller vibes mm-hmm. um in, in one of the more recent episodes they introduced Madripoor, which is uh, which is which, which it's a city. Oh, usually in the comics, it's so like what a, did you call me? It's like a it's like a a former pirate base that has been turned into like a criminal like mm. Jonathan Metropolis. So One Piece, yes. Um, but they're walking through there, and it's neon everything mm-hmm. it's you know grimy it's it's, you know, it's like cyberpunk. all these large yeah and i was and i and and by the and i'm not i'm very much going to lean into that joke from now on oh, we, we i'm going to yeah i will always ask is this cyberpunk i think we've I, done it every episode since yeah was it now? <laughs> i ordered some boston market using doordash is this cyberpunk could be. perhaps i not don't know not in the game yeah. but in real life but it, it, it is uh you know a lot of vibes because I think they bring in a different, you know, they bring in different directors for each episode. And the one who directed the episode set in Madripoor was the one who directed the John Wick movies. Ooh. So it it very much channeled like that seedy neon drenched, you know, setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I just love it. it again, it, it's you know, different tastes, different things. You know, the MCU has all this stuff that appeals to different people, and I don't, I don't mean to sound like I'm shilling for no, it. No, no, no. But, um, you know, so, you know, I'm just, I'm very happy to be back in, mm. you know, the world of, like, Sam and, and Bucky, because mm. they're, they're just great, so. Yeah, and I'm happy you're happy, dude. Yeah, of course, well, that's all, that's all we can ask for. So. <laughs> that's all we can do. Um, anything else, or is that... 
the bill. I, I don't... Yeah, I believe that's it. Hmm, so. Okay. Um, the tangent that I've been hyping then will probably fizzle, like most things I suggest. Uh, since we're continuing Sailor Moon, who is your favorite Sailor Scout and why? Even though you haven't met a lot of them yet. Well, I did I did try <laughs> to do my research. I did my research. <laughs> <Some senshi. laughs> um, I maintain that it's Sailor Mars. Hmm. Any reasons why, Dan? Um, because she's the spoopy shrine maiden. Mm-hmm. That's that's a point. Yep. Um, she's got the fire element. That's yep. another point yep. for me. Uh, you because know, I waffled on it yep. like last time we talked about this. But you know what? I I would want fire. Uh-huh. I we, we all have the right to be an anime protagonist, <laughs> to be the Red Ranger. Mm. You know, to be the fire person on an anime team. So why not? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I'd be there to throw a wrench in that arc and be like. Dan's the leader. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Even if I'm not the... No, I, I wouldn't be the leader, but I, I could be fire guy. Maybe for that's, a week. That's, yeah. Um, fire. Because there's always a fire guy, but... Uh, they seem a little headstrong, Dan. You strike me more as an Earth dude. Well, it, that could be it, too. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Kenilworth, the, the soil of the nation. If we're ever, if we're ever uh, you know, blessed with magical girl powers in oh, real yeah, life, yeah. Then, then, you know, we would see how that play... It might not play out how you expect. No, I don't think so. <laughs> so leading to conflict, but... <laughs> but no, I would say that with her general aesthetic, uh, mm. Sailor Mars is... Because I, I, I love the the Shrine Maiden yokai stuff mm-hmm. with her. It, it, it's just, it seems like a very cool alter ego for a superhero to have mm-hmm. you know it, it kind of gives her a little you know uh, not they all have depth but yeah, yeah. It, it gives her like a different kind of yeah i would be interested to see that applied to like other superheroes like mm-hmm. you know they they dabble in spiritual stuff on this side mm-hmm. and then you know their superhero career is like space laser shit mm-hmm. you know so that's yeah I, I think it's a I think it's a cool setup. So yeah, I, I got to go with Mars. And you've only seen her in two episodes, and neglecting her personality, which I will hopefully show when we watch a few more episodes. When I was younger, I thought that she was too mean, but now mm-hmm. that like I'm watching it again, she's like the only one that has a backbone, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> stands up and it's firm. And there's this cute thing that she does with Usagi, where like they're after the same guys and they're constantly believing in each other, much like we do on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so it's a relationship; it's a give yeah. and take, you know. Yeah. Um, my favorite. It's hard to pick just one, <laughs> but you just can't have one. <laughs> Uh, I would have to go Makoto, Sailor Jupiter, for mm-hmm. me, even though we have not met her and we will not meet her today. But mm-hmm. down the line, she will be coming around the mountain when she comes. Uh, she's the tough girl persona who's also beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the soft center with the hard exterior. Yes. And there's something about that trope. I, I have a passion for the color green. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. She has electricity powers, so she's going to give you such a zap. But if I had to, I mean, I want to give Venus another go. That's going to be my focus for the rewatch down the line when she gets introduced, last of the inner senshi. Mm -hmm. But um, I also really love Ami. I love Mercury. Mm -hmm. I think she's a close second to Jupiter in my books, just because she's the smart one, shy, you know. Oh, I would agree with that. She's yeah. She would be second fave. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I'm going to say it again, and I'll say it always. I think Usagi gets the short end of the stick in the fan, at least the fan circles that I read about. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, she's annoying, but she's not. She's the, the pillar of the show. Yeah. She's our quirky leader who shouldn't be a leader. And, and say what you want about those kind of tropes, especially, like, in a show that doesn't have a lot of time to maybe, like, 
flex as much character development as it would want to. Oh, it's got time. Like, well, in yeah. The, well, yeah, and but that's, I mean, that's not always the. the, the I'm just saying, like, in a, in a general sense, um, the, the, I, I, you know, the somewhat annoying leader. Mm. You know, sometimes the other characters work best because they're playing off that dynamic. Yeah. You know, it would be having all of these personality types together is, I think, most of the time enhanced by having a character who is more like you know, the you got the more personalities yeah. you can bring to the table, the the better it it can. And it's know. great for them to bounce off her too. Yeah, like she's there for the the levity of the situation. You know that that Yoma might have killed us with her <laughs> demon dagger blood nails. But Usagi tripped and did a boo-poo. And, and yeah. like, and, oh, ha, 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 now it's a comedy. Yeah. And it's, you know, it captures I, her heart. No, and I think that that is, um, if, uh, you know, if things ever settle down on the internet, which mm, I don't know. <laughs> they won't. I don't think so. And I had to talk about a certain uh, space franchise. Um, the That kind of human element is very important for... At least one character to have, but not the entire cast mm-hmm. to have. You know, you, you want to have some kind of grounding element mm-hmm. in your in your main characters because you don't want everyone to be like that. Yeah. But you want at least one because it puts the other stuff in context. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, yeah, it, it it helps. The human element always helps. Mm-hmm. You know, more humans, ten out of ten. <laughs> you know, and, and and you know, we could joke, but many people would probably act like Usagi oh, in, in that. I do that every day. Dan. Yeah. So it, <laughs> That's it, how I live my life. It's, yeah, it's, again, it's good to have those personality types to kind of play off each other. Because mm. yeah, if you, you you remove it, then you kind of, and I'm not saying this is universal across the mm. board, but you remove it and it's like. Something's missing. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't feel the same. Wouldn't yeah. be the same charming, endearing show that, you know, popular the world over, as we learned last mm-hmm. episode. Um, but, yeah, I agree. And hopefully as we continue on, your love for other Sailor Scouts will shine through as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, and again, yeah. going into this somewhat fresh, it's like, yeah, that could... And there's surprises around every turn. Mm-hmm. Mm. What about that Sailor V video game, though? <laughs> How'd that get made? <laughs> How's the cat talking through it? Who's the cat talking to? These are questions that won't be answered today. But <laughs> well, our cat expert isn't here today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Grant Farouk. Yes. And his fat cats. He's good at space and cats. Yeah. You know those cats' superpower, right? Eating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they'd be good at. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, uh, we don't have a lot of notes today, but thank you for a wonderful tangent. Before mm-hmm. we jump in, just a quick reminder of where we left off season one of Sailor Moon. Uh, Jadeite was given the boot <laughs> through the eternal frozen sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sent to another dimension. Yeah, the Phantom Zone. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got three, count them, one, two, three Sailor Scouts with uh, Usagi, Sailor Moon, Amy, Ami, sorry, American dub coming into play, as Sailor Mercury, and Ray as Sailor Mars. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tuxedo Mask <laughs> is there. He's, mm-hmm. We're going to get a little bit more of a backstory for him, why he's hanging around Usagi all the time, what more powers he has. It, it's confusing, but mm-hmm. uh, interesting nonetheless. And we got introduced to the next person from the Dark Universe. <laughs> and that's not Zack Snyder's Dark Universe either. Oh, you mean Universal's Dark Universe Whatever. that was canceled? What, what did Zack Snyder have to do with that? Was that a long walk over short, a short pier for me? <laughs> no, the Dark Universe yeah. was uh, Universal attempting to make edgy uh, modern yes. movies with the Universal monsters. Uh-huh. And then uh, the mummy 
got poorly received and they stopped. But see, the Invisible Man was widely well received. That wasn't the dark. That wasn't the dark universe. But didn't it start as a dark universe movie? It started as a dark universe uh, movie with Johnny Depp as the uh, Invisible Man, mm. like two years before that. <laughs> Grindelwald. And then they they handed it off to um, Blumhouse, mm. who made the you know yeah. the version that the Elizabeth Moss version. that has been getting critical acclaim, yep. but that is not the Dark Universe. Oh, the Dark okay. Universe was supposed to be all the, the, the monsters teaming up uh, under the guidance of Russell Crowe as Dr. Jackal. Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> Dr. Jekyll. Um, <laughs> you know... Uh, Mr. Hood. Like the Avengers. Yeah. Presumably to fight Bigger Jaws or b- someone else. I don't know. Now, where's that movie series? I would be fascinated <laughs> to know where the fuck that was going to go, but because I, I, I don't know... They, you know... I mean, this. We don't have time for another no, tangent, no. but uh, you know, I would, I would be fascinated to fucking know. Yeah, give me what, a movie title and say, Jonathan, what would you do with this franchise? <laughs> oh. You know, because they deleted uh, the swamp thing or the swamp creature, creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah. uh, because Shape of Water. There had already, yeah, there had already been too many fish people <laughs> movies, and they didn't want to, uh, you know, take. They didn't want to yeah. risk. Oh, you One know, flooding the market, uh, as it were, with, with uh, more fish people. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I would assume it would build up to some kind of Avengers team-up. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely curious who would have been the, the bad guy in the long it's run of that. It's Dracula, right? But would he be a good guy, then? I could, maybe. Because they tried to start the Dark yeah. Universe with Dracula Untold. And then the Frankenstein movie. They flopped, yep. and so it started with The Mummy, mm-hmm. um... But, and then Tom Cruise ends that movie as the mummy yeah. with the guy from New Girl being his uh. <laughs> uh, zombie sidekick. Oh my god. And they promised more adventures, but those adventures aren't coming, so. Well. If anyone out there knows. <laughs> Let's we, will this into existence. If we existence, can will that into yeah. it, if I, if I can throw a light into the darkness, if yeah. anyone out there knows yeah. what the plan was. the right was, should fall into our laps. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because who could it have been? Who yeah. who who would they have in all of the monsters? Chuck E. Cheese, Charles E. Cheese. <laughs> in, in all of the monsters that they own, who who could they have pulled from to be like the I, big bad of of that of that film continuity? I don't know. I just see Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, popping up. <laughs> they could, yeah, yeah. I the Loch Ness monster is not beholden to a studio, so presumably. <laughs> Mm. Well, but that's for another tangent. Yeah, well, that tangent was inspired that the, the Dark Universe in Sailor Moon has a new evil daddy by the name of Nephrite. Yes. <laughs> and we will see him today mm-hmm. and how people fawn over him. And he's going to have some uh, psychic astrological powers that I think Dan Ryan's going to be a huge fan of. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, without further ado, let's go fight, you know, for the universe. In the name of the moon, we punish you. But please listen. <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome back to Anime Was Not a Mistake, but before we begin, we've addressed the issue, the dark wizard in the room, as you were, <laughs> in talking about our tangent. We know who would spearhead that movie innovation for us. It's none other than our OC character, the dark wizard. The dark wizard, yeah. yeah. He would, I don't know, he would have no motive, no explanation. Yeah. Just be thrust in. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he he may have been inspired uh, by a uh, purple reskinned uh, wiz robe, yeah. but our our iteration of the Dark Wizard has evolved and and taken on a life of his own over the years. So we would we would avoid copyright issues, but no. it would just be very vague, very out there. And he's always been in the room with us. And yeah. how dare we forget him? But yeah, it, it happened as soon as we finished the first end of the episode. It came to mind. We so. Don't know what he's out for. It, you know, it's nebulous. Yeah, and he's always channeling some <laughs> dark aura about him. dark no magics or about him. You know, oh. it's yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, Sailor Moon, we watched four more episodes, Dan. What did you think of these four? I, I'm i still loving it. Hmm. You know, uh, I guess because now they're like, I guess in the episode, like the previous episodes that we watched, mm-hmm. it was focusing on, like the strat was to focus on groups of people to yeah. steal energy from. And then these episodes and go into right. like, mm-hmm. uh, you know taking it from individuals who were like possessing their, object to arts you know like at their <laughs> at their peak performance yeah. and um i again it's just it's really super sentai power rangers vibes mm-hmm. um I, I well i mean probably leaning more on to to, to power rangers because i don't i don't want to speak you know for based on the scant amount of super sentai i've seen but oh it's very power rangers the the, the the you know the power rangers thing was um there would be an episode and some like a side character would be introduced mm-hmm. or the, the the gang would be involved in like a sport that day and yeah. then the monster would be designed to like i'm going to interfere with this racquetball tournament and then God. he would turn people into racquetballs or something you know every episode was like that and yeah. then the the characters would have to come together you know yeah, because no. they got too heated in a in the racquetball competition or something, or the, in, the, in the bocce game. And oh they, my god, the bocce ball! <laughs> yeah, and then things got, but then they realized that it, you know you don't want to be mean to people you're competing with. And again, it gives me those vibes. It gives me like the villain of the monster yeah. of the week who is yeah. given a very specific job to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad you enjoy it because it can get repetitive. I know, that's something we've dealt with, like, Utena and other Magical Girl genre mm-hmm. shows, but um, I always appreciate your patience in watching these. But it's a fun time. We both enjoy it. Um, but uh, I enjoyed these. As you could see, there's a very, like, narrow through line that I'm trying to, like, piece together mm-hmm. through this first season. So we do have to skip over some heavy hitters, but there were some very near misses that I knew you would have been like, oh, shit, this is, like, the OG, yeah. I love this shit. Uh, episode, but uh, forgive me. We're trying to do this quickly and efficiently. Yeah. Right? All right. Well, I mean, we're not on any. You know, we're not in rush. Time date, yeah. But it, it's just like you know, it's a lot. What what do we want to dedicate episodes to? And yeah. Sailor Moon is also like four seasons and three movies long. Yeah. So yeah, I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse. Of course. Over and over again. Um, but episode fourteen, a new enemy appears. Nephrite's evil crest begins, and mm-hmm. we realize, Dan, that this is the tennis episode. It is. How do you feel about tennis as a sport, as a concept? Um. Well, it gave the world Waluigi. Oh. So, and that's the only thing I know about tennis. Oh. So, I would assume it's a positive. It's a net positive, at least. I. You know. Interesting that you would say Waluigi, because that's my favorite of the Mario sports franchises until. Yeah. 
the most recent one, which was not good. Now golf is back. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> golf has been consistent. Tennis died so golf could live. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I enjoy tennis. I think that uh, Prince of Tennis was a go-to anime for me back in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Something about tennis. It's like the staring at each other, the white uniforms, the, the slapping the balls around. <laughs> well, it's very intense, I think. You know, mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, it, well, I, I mean, I, it lends itself well to, like, anime and film because it's, like, one-on-one. Yeah. You can get very tropey. I and, think of that like, Death Note scene. Yeah. Yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of tennis scenes because it's, mm. like, you know. Men versus ball. Yeah. <laughs> greatest uh, greatest duel of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, our new daddy, Nephrite, explains to uh, Jadeite uh, indiscriminately, or that Jadeite indiscriminately took energy from anyone he could. His idea is more he's going to focus on one person who receives, like, the prime energy moment of their life. So, like, I'm baking a cake, that's when I'm producing the most energy. Yeah, like, the stars align on a person when they're in the zone about something, and that's when they'll hit their peak, yeah. you know, potential. Did, did you guess. like his, like, little star mystique constellation? Definitely. Magic, dark yeah. magics? <laughs> no, definitely, yeah. Mm. I mean, I, that, that'll come into play later uh, in our coverage yeah but yeah no i like it so anyway jadeite's out nephrite's in and then zoocyte appears who we meet guess who my favorite king of heaven dark heaven kingdom is he's stirring the pot it's just as i would do with dan you know appear floating side saddle and sakura blossoms swirling around me going (laughs) you can't do this dan right it only makes you're not punishing him (laughs) Mm -hmm. interesting But he's making fun of the plan, and um, Nephrite agrees that he will do better finishing off this uh, conversation by telling Queen Beryl he'll focus on infiltration and bide his time. Mm-hmm. And Queen Beryl still, uh, you know, manhandling that crystal ball that she has in her Dark Kingdom throne room, wherever she is, yeah. agrees to this plan for now. I mean, we do get some new poses from her yeah, in this least, stretch. Yeah. Like, she gets more, like, animation stuff. I mean, at so. least Rita Repulsa did more. <laughs> <laughs> Queen yes. Barrel's just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. Which I love a, a good manicured nail once in a while, Dan. But <laughs> it comes to a point where maybe I should get up and do something. Uh, the plot of this episode is reporters are chasing after the tennis player, Rui Sainoji. No, Sionji. Sorry. Sionji Good. Where is that from? Persona? Is that a last name in Persona? Sionji. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 Re- yeah. Isn't that Ryu's name? Or Yeah, it might be. Sionji. Sionji. Eh. <laughs> Is that Coffee Guy? That's co- No, that's Sojiro. Sanji. <laughs> well, anyways. Are you thinking of Sanji? <laughs> no, I'm not. not, not th- I'm, uh, often I'm not thinking of One Piece, Dan, as much as you oh. <laughs> Well, Rui makes a break for it, and she needs to get to practice. There's this paparazzi surrounding her because she's Japan's rising tennis star. Nephrite establishes his base up in Mont Mystery Manor. Yeah, his <laughs> the outskirts house. of the city. Just... Just sitting there, it's like a chapel that's evicted or whatever, evacuated. <laughs> it is a it is a cinematique shot though, because yeah. he's sitting in that one like the chapel room, and you know the the stained glass windows are lighting up, yep. you know, with him in the center, and it's it's a nice shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he believes in human destiny, is guided guided by the movements of the stars, and uses astrology to determine his new target, celestial orbs, and all that jazz. And then he releases a forehead beam that connects him with the cosmos, mm-hmm. and determines which mystery mousketool should be possessed this moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, he locates someone when their energy potential hits its maximum, as we said, and it just turns out that it's Rui Sionji. 
um, and that will reach her max this ep. Usagi and Naru are watching Rui play a match, and Naru explains that she's grown up with Rui like a sister, but this is the first time we've ever heard of her, and the last time we'll ever hear of her. <laughs> Again, like many, uh, kids TV shows, yeah. so yeah, no um, big deal. Since her mom owns the jewelry store, which we'll hear about multiple times over this little arc we have, what a dink! They've grown up together and they're almost insepar- inseparable from one another. Nephrite shows up to the court in a fancy sports car, where I put down the Dark Kingdom must be paying very well. Yeah. That can he afford this uh, new... He, he's got folding money while oh he's there on God, Earth, I yeah. do, but yeah. Um, he shows up, and since he's a different character design, or at least he stands out, everyone's like, oh my god, he's hot. Well, he's got the quintessential, like, Miami Vice suit on, yeah. so he's, you know, he's it's hot stuff in the 80s. Casually does a backflip over this fence and challenges Rui to a ta- tennis match. <laughs> Write that in there. Holy shit. <laughs> no one, yeah. Is this what hot people do, Dan? They can, yeah. Jessica Chas- oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> going to play some tennis for instagram today oh my god <laughs> flip over the fence <gasps> but he casually leaps over the fence and mansplains tennis to the pro tennis <laughs> give me that racket you're not doing it right he takes over the game pretending to be a coach or a man known as masato sanjuin and promises to help rui improve her skills he grabs her racket which dan mockingly said <laughs> it's oh a it's a rental it's yeah. a rental it's a rental so it wouldn't make sense in that and uh, places or seals a Yoma inside, which raises her energy the more she uses the racket. Yeah. So, assumingly, it's not a rental, but if it was, it would ruin the plot of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I I like this concept. I like the... Item possession. The ways that you can steal energy from people. You could either go about it, like, the the numerous targets, or, you know, or just you, get, you get someone to, like, raise their potential until they, you know, can provide that. Yeah, I like it. I like that there's, like sort of laws being established here so Mm -hmm. yeah uh rui changes almost immediately battering all the players she goes up against and she gets the glassed over eyes look um and then she serves and that serve honestly goes through the earth to its core so a little bit dangerous maybe it would have killed the guy yeah 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 uh, Luna is contacted yet again by an unknown person through the machine at the game center crown this is her mysterious moon you know subordinate the the chief cohort Yeah. yeah Chief is a good term for that. Uh, And he reveals the name Dark Kingdom. So finally Luna can piece together, oh, there's some other thing in this parallel universe that's going on. Mm -hmm. Aside from us. Which, wouldn't that be her mission in the first place? Wouldn't she know? I mean, one would assume. Eh, No, they're stealing human energy, but no one knows what their final goal is. Mm -hmm. This energy, um, what the purpose it might serve. After school, serve, get it. It's a, it's a tennis episode. I, I made a funny. <laughs> um, Luna, Usagi, Ami, and Rei are at Hikawa Shrine to share the new information. Rei wants the hot headed approach. Ami advises patience. <laughs> we should wait, but it's very in their persona. And Usagi just wants to practice tennis to train mm-hmm. because there's a hot tennis pro in town. Yes. Mm. Uh, Luna hints that Usagi might have been a mix-up in becoming a guardian, which is something that I think plays out a bit more in the live-action series. Like, is this our leader for real? Mm -hmm. She seems a bit of a klutz. Maybe there was a mistake I made down the line. Well, and I, yeah, I keep, I keep imagining that that's going to come up, but, I mean, you you would know. I don't, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the anime, but I don't think it's ever touched upon that much in the anime i know mm-hmm. in the live action they're definitely like i think it might be ray that comes to her and is like clearly you're not the leader 
Like, we yeah. need to find someone else here. Yeah. And Usagi's, like, getting downtrodden in that moment. Like, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just, like, something else on this team. Which mm-hmm. I like that character arc for her, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's present in the anime. Um, uh, Naru watches Rui brutally defeat all the people she's up against, sensing something's not normal. And Naru calls over Usagi to her house, and we get the Dan Ryan, Jonathan Kwiatkowski memories montage pastel memories i'm carrying a giant racket dan's like oh they're there same clothing same haircuts just (laughs) beating away my bullies with a giant stick remember when we were children dan um and tells that rui is unusually treating everybody as beneath her and has a very increased aggression sense about her so something's clearly changed uh childhood pastel flashback and usagi goes let's go snoop Mm -hmm. let's do that instead uh, they go to one of Rui's training sessions to see what they can find out. Rui's a tennis bloodlust knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to make a real racket, Dan. Yeah. That, that, uh, uh, who? Yeah. <laughs> 40 love? No. <laughs> Where's the little Diddy Kong on the drum set? <laughs> I, I mean, if you don't get my jokes, who's ever going to get them, Dan? <laughs> Uh, but um, the Yoma reveals itself in this very um, kind of violent, uh, harshly drawn scene, which I thought Dan might be a fan of. Like it goes really red, and it's like the the line the line work is amazing in this. No, definitely, yeah. In the the possession scene, um, I forget this. Why don't I have the? Uh, it's like Tennisu or something's name. Oh, te- it's a Tessuni. Because <laughs> they're all named vaguely after something they should do. Yeah. What's, what could that be a corruption of? <laughs> Tennis, the sport in general. Um, but she's a cool Yoma design. She's just, you know, she's a little bit of a, a furry beast. She shoots wind out of the racket and knocks Usagi and Naru prone. So she gets an advantageous attack in the next turn. But, <laughs> that's a D&D joke for you there. Uh, but <laughs> Tessuni... <laughs> is uh, kind of lording her power over them. And Usagi, now that Naru is conveniently knocked out, transforms into Sailor Moon. And um, I like this line, how dare you use tennis to spread to, you, to your evil ends. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, when Tessuni cast a spell, turning Usagi into a tennis ball to throw around, uh, I put down, oh, okay. So Tessuni reminded me of something. I put down Kefka from Final Fantasy VI. It's kind of like that clown-like design. Yeah. The harsh white makeup. Yeah, no. The hairstyle was just getting me, like, Kefka vibes. And I was yeah. like, oh, how interesting that is. Uh, uh, as Usagi is being battered around in a tennis ball shape, who should be sitting on the bench next door but... Tuxedo Kamen. <laughs> I was here the whole time. He throws a rose at her. Um, uh, Tessuni gets an owie. And he manages to knock, knock Tessuni down through the power of his pole cane. Well, yeah, and then the, the, the rose in her face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she starts firing some flaming balls at him. Usagi and Tuxedo Mask fight together. Uh, he throws the rose again, scattering the rose petals into her face, giving Usagi just enough time to use her moon tiara magic. Yeah, because he's because he's briefly paralyzed. We don't know why, yeah, but he, he gets... gets a, owie, oh, my head. Yeah, like the energy shock. Like, he gets, you know, he's... Something related to whatever his powers are, he mm-hmm. kind of collapses momentarily. Mm. Uh, Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars arrive at the last second to see Usagi's success after not doing anything, but they're here too, to show their support. Uh, I feel like Usagi and Rei have a closer friendship with each other than who I mean, uh, Rei and Ami have a closer friendship than they do with Usagi. It, yeah. Because yeah. we see, uh, um, 
oh my god, I keep thinking of their a- English names. We see Amy taking care of Ray. Yeah, at her bedside later. <laughs> and Usagi's just off chilling somewhere. But that could be, you know, fire and water. Yeah. It's like a, you know. French. I, well, but you would you would know if that if that changes if like if Usagi gets some more consistent. I think she does, but I mean it's good balance for the characters. Yeah. Like they don't need to be revolving around Usagi the whole time. And Which Usagi does so. have other friends, yeah. where, whereas like Ami and uh, Ray seem like they. Well, were... Ami has that old man friend we're gonna meet. <laughs> well, yeah, but the, well, but but even like you know, like Usagi seems to be more of like a, a social person, mm-hmm. and Ami was always studying, and Ray worked at a shrine, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it balances out, maybe. Yep. Uh, Tuxedo Mask looked bad, but he disappears by the time the monster is defeated. Uh, Usagi hopes that he is okay. Later on, Naru and Rui happily play a match together as Usagi watches them go back to being close friends. How mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Episode 15, Usagi's Panic, Ray's First Date. Uh, just a subheading for this episode. This episode, nor the Ray slash Mamoru crush, never happens in the manga. So this is an anime-only plotline added drama yeah, but it's yeah. a lot yeah. yeah it's adding something to ray's character that mm-hmm. she didn't have in the manga so yeah could like her more could like her less i don't i don't know well yeah it doesn't yeah. make me yeah this yeah but no. again i mean i don't know the i don't know the long game here mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah uh so ami takes ray and usagi to one of her favorite parks and usagi decides it would be perfect for a date the girls meet the parts caretaker kunitachi kokoitsu yes uh, who says the owner has recently sold the land, which will soon be changed into a business district slash, I think they say, um, like, work building complex or mm-hmm. something. Uh, different office buildings, I believe. Uh, where will the wildlife go? <laughs> <laughs> where will the butterflies roost? Yes. Without this park. Uh, Just like New Jersey, where will the butterflies roost? <laughs> and, you know, Usagi and Amy are upset about that, and then Ray's like, oh, I only have a short time to get a boyfriend in order to bring to this park with me before it closes down. That's going to be my goal for this episode. <laughs> to get a boyfriend. Or bust. Um, I mean, that's a that's a very uh, prescient topic in uh, in COVID times. Yeah. Who am I going to take to this mall before the mall is gone? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It happens. <laughs> uh, Luna is searching for the girls near Game Center Crown when she is almost hit by a truck. Mamoru leaps in to save her just in time. And I put down I'm familiar with Pet Cemetery because that's basically the plot. Yeah. 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 Stephen King. Also, Mamoru is in workout wear. <laughs> Just have to, you know, mm-hmm. give my shigs to that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I so we can it. pull his uh, Yusuke scene. Yeah. Uh, Usagi starts screaming at Mamoru for touching Luna when Rei and Ami step in to stop Usugi- Usagi as she should be thankful for saving Luna's life in the first place. Matoki comes out in the commotion like, what's going on in front of my game corner over here? Mm-hmm. And they reveal that Mamoru and Motoki have gone to the same college together. And are they roommates? <laughs> I think they're roommates. Well, I assumed that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm glad that they, that the two of them are, are interacting. I was, I mean, if they're both satellite, like, love interests, then mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're, you know. I put down They know it. each other. Because yeah. yeah, there's always that dynamic. It's yeah. always the, the dark-haired guy, the blonde-haired guy, and they're gonna, yeah. you know, mm. you gotta have it. Mm. I ship it. Uh, Nefre consults the stars to determine that his next target will be a Kunitachi. Uh, really inspired some Utena here, right? right yeah uh, the stars yeah. and the planets and the astrolab and the you know the whole projection of space on the ceiling yeah the, the cosmos are uh, mm. well what's the uh who's the who's the uh the cat in animal crossing 
the cat in Animal Crossing? The one who does the fortune oh, telling. Oh, Katrina. Yeah, Katrina. <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> Remember, bad times are just that bad. Don't wear blue pants for the next week. <laughs> um, back at Game Center Crown, Usagi plays arcade games starring Sailor V and Amy watches. Ray asks about Mamoru to Matoki, who says that Mamoru lives alone in an expensive. Oh, so he lives alone, but. I like to imagine their roommates in college in an expensive high-rise apartment as the son of a wealthy family. He asks Ray why she's asking so many questions about Mamoru, but she plays it off while thinking he'd make a great boyfriend. The perfect boy. He shall be mine. Yeah, she does like her foot on the stool thing and then falls. Yeah. yeah. Breaking the entire arcade cabinet with her face. <laughs> it's like blink and you yeah. miss it. Well, she's, she's just a superhero, so. Yeah. yeah. Tough face. <laughs> Butter face, though, Dan. <laughs> Uh, Kuritachi watches the demolition crew destroy the park, holding back tears, while Nephrite appears and says, It's time to teach humans the wrath of nature, placing a crest on Kuritachi's bucket hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it becomes possessed by Ayoma as Nephrite sends a swarm of butterflies to break up the demolition crew. Well, yeah, they do the Mothra, they shoot their scales into the lights and mess them up and, and then explode blind. the lights. Yeah, yeah. So, again, the Mothra scales are powerful, so... I put down lol, butterfly warfare. <laughs> uh, he notes Kunitachi can now control animals and insects, but the more he uses the power, his energy will increase toward its peak. As we saw last time with the racket, the more you use it, the more powerful you will get. Yeah. Uh, the next day, Ray plans to ambush Mamoru on his way home. Good old-fashioned stalking pays off in the end. Uh, she wants to dash from the corner as he walks by, crashing directly into him, causing the oops scenario. Well, invite me along to coffee. Mm -hmm. um, and it plays out differently in her mind because Usagi and Luna are watching from afar, just stalking them, sitting on the curb, just smiling. And uh, Ray tries this, falls flat in her face, and Mamoru winds up stepping on her head. Yes. And it's not as cute as she might envision. Yeah, uh, like... I put down me watching Dan and his antics. Yeah, take me out on a date to uh you know so i can apologize for you stepping on my head <laughs> so yeah. yeah uh ray says she's okay and mamaru keeps walking by have a nice day uh she chases after him introduces herself and offers to pay for tea to apologize for him stepping on her head and mamaru having nothing better to do decides to take ray up on her offer and have tea with her uh, usagi is mad that a college student is going to date with ray who's a 14 year old it's very improper According to the school handbook, this shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> yeah, and we get the vibe that Usagi's just, you know. Jelly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luna says he's not so bad because he did save my life in the last scene, but she insists on following them anyway. Ray takes Mamoru to the local cafe, Amigo. <laughs> uh, outside, Usagi decides to use her disguise pen to transform into a waitress to spy on them. Luna stops her and says that it's supposed to be used for that for justice only, and it's not in today's budget, so we can't change her outfit today. Yeah, we gotta save that. Yeah. But uh, consummate school nerd Umino sneaks into frame, and Usagi, playing the sugar daddy card, is like, do you have any money? Yeah, take me on a date to this cafe. And Umino is all for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, inside the cafe, she attempts to listen in the uh, into the conversation and shares a soda with Umino to hilarious results. Luna approaches Ami and sits on her uh, shoulders, uh, noting she seems sad. Though the crew in the park has left, um, this old man, Kuritachi, can continue to work, but he is more irritable than ever mm -hmm. and has forbidden uh, Ami to come to the park without good reason. Yeah, well, presumably he's just, he, he's steadily banning humans from yeah. coming to the park because yeah. 
you know, violenty nature. Kind yeah, of. he's very cold to her. Um, but uh, while she's walking through the park, we get a city council representative, um, and he's pissed that the demolition crew is taking too long, so he throws a cigarette, and Smokey the Bear comes out and decks him, yeah. basically. Yeah. Except Smokey the Bear is in the form of squirrels. Chipmunks. Yeah. Chipmunks, yeah. yeah. Chipmunk squirrels. Uh, Dude, and they get the little Shenron eye glow yeah. sound effects. They're <laughs> evil. They're possessed. <laughs> Um, a squirrel witnesses this action and soon a heap attack this poor man. Luna speculates that something's off and this may involve the Dark Kingdom. You don't say, Luna. Um, and I just imagine that uh, Nephrite is sitting back in his chair going, yes, all according to plan. As the, as the Brendan Fraser movie Furry Vengeance plays out in mm-hmm. the, this park, so... At the same park, Mamoru and Rei have gone on a boat ride together as Usagi and Umino watch from the distance. Uh, Mamoru comments about the park's atmosphere and Rei tells him that it's going to be soon to be demolished and they're going to build it into a business district. Uh, the two agree that the park is beautiful and that it's tragic that it's going to be knocked down soon. Uh, people should take better care of the nature. And this is today's episode. Like, the yeah. moral of the episode. Yeah. Be good to nature. Otherwise, butterflies will come and attack you. uh the two agree that okay so i said that uh she'll have to get close usagi's like i want to get closer to have this conversation she abandons umino and walks around the lake trying to get nearer but she meets ami and luna instead and umino is umino is clueless to where usagi has gone uh ami warns usagi that something terrible is happening in the park when kudatachi spots them and says the only way to atone for nature's damage is a human death (laughs) Mm mm-hmm uh petasos <laughs> okay well i gotta i gotta i'm gonna i'm gonna throw some stuff out here mm-hmm. i love petasos yeah. she i think she has one of the coolest designs of these monsters we've seen, yeah. that we've seen so far mm-hmm. like perfectly themed but my hot take is that it should have just been plants mm-hmm. like they're in like a little like nature park and like she like i feel like they could have saved the animal manipulation for, for another monster because yep. Uh, I keep wanting to say Pelitos, but <laughs> Petasos is is very much just a, a plant monster, and she could have, you know, instead of capsizing the boat with birds, like, she could have had, like, underwater weeds, <laughs> like, flip the boat, or, like, lily pads, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, it didn't need to be, I think it would have been more threatening, even, if it was just, like, mutant flowers and mm-hmm. stuff, because it, you know. Because, again, with the New Jersey wildlife that they have available, it's not that big of a threat. So, I would argue that she should have just been plants. Go, pizza rats. (laughs) Attack the pedestrians. Well, those pizza rats do get pretty big, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to put out that Petasos is obviously floral slash designed as um, Guillermo's classic phone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Petasos orders the animals to kill the humans in the park. Amy and Usagi transform into Sailor Mercury and Sailor Moon, though Rei continues the date with Mamoru unaware. He suddenly gets a painful headache, hmm, as birds fly across the lake. Dan, have you seen that movie starring Tempry Hedren? What's the name of it? Ah, birds! (laughs) The birds! (laughs) Um, Causing the boat to capsize. Sailor Mercury uses bubble spray to weaken, not kill, all the affected animals in the area. <laughs> Doesn't murder them. It creates a mist to yeah. slow the animals down. <laughs> to impede the animals' progress. <laughs> uh, Petasos uses her hand flower attack, which ensnares Sailor Moon. Uh, her Petasos rope then transforms her hair into vines that wrap themselves around Sailor Mercury. Meanwhile, Rey and Mamoru crawl out of the water after their boat has sank. Uh, she senses Rey. 
uh, an evil aura in the air and tells Mamoru to wait there. Sailor Mercury is being squeezed by Petasos, who is strangling her to death. Sailor Mars appears using Fire Soul to free the two Sailor Guardians. Stop, drop, and roll, Usagi. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was part of the original American dub. (laughs) I I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars both swear vengeance with a catchphrase. Uh, with the catchphrase, and the name of the moon will punish you, and Usagi gets upset going, that's my line. Yeah, which is cute. Yeah. Uh, just as Petasos moves in to attack again, a red rose hits her face. Uh, I put down, wouldn't she just be fine with that since she's made of plants? Yeah, but yeah, we, we can't play by Pokemon rules. Plants can hurt other plants. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, Tuxedo Mask appears in a tree after a multi-pan shot and Sailor Moon uh, tells Sailor Moon that this is her chance. She uses Moon TR action and finishes Petasos. Uh, Kunitachi wakes up and the girls are back in their uniforms. Mamoru soon walks up to the group soaked. So is he the same Tuxedo Mask we've seen? Because Tuxedo Mask was dry as a bone in that tuxedo. Yeah. Hmm. And Rei whispers to Asagi that perhaps... Mamoru is really tuxedo mask. Wouldn't that be a thing, Dan? It would be. It would be a a, a shocking revelation. Yeah. <laughs> and Umino, Umino arrives and sees the group and says, "Usagi, you ditched out on our date." And Usagi's like, "No, that that's not what we're doing." But you asked me. <laughs> I don't date nerds. Mamoru gets to tease her. Oh, like, gets a snipe <laughs> in. Way to go, bunhead. <laughs> oh. Uh. So, as always in the series, we miss a few episodes, but I'm going to give you a brief, 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 brief synopsis of what happened. So, in what we miss part one, Usagi's, uh, she has a double wedding dream featuring both Tuxedo Mask and Mutaki, Motoki at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, which one of these two will I choose? (laughs) Uh, she wants it all. Uh, there's a spider monster in a bridal shop slash fabric store going on situation. Uh... Usagi states that she's going to get married by 25. Aim high. Usagi, aim high. Uh, Rei is trying to use Usagi's mom to win a wedding dress contest that Japan is involved in for this week. Mm -hmm. The best wedding dress in Japan wins like a spread in some magazine, I think. Um, Usagi uses her transformation pen to transform into a beautiful bride. Whatever that (laughs) means to you. And everyone is no-scoping Usagi throughout this episode because uh, no one believes that she could be a model. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, I can, I can do it. And I think her brother goes to her and is like, yeah, but models aren't dumb, Usagi. And she like gets really pissed off at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ayoma. Uh, uh, okay, so after that episode, the next episode we missed is Ayoma is possessing a camera that shoots hyper beams at people and sends them into the camera dimension. Of course. Where they're turned into photos. Uh, and this monster's name is Kayamaran. <laughs> <laughs> I had to write that down. Seals victims in photos. Uh, more taunting from Zoocyte. Uh, with Nephrite, you know, we get more banter between them. Usagi's brother Shingo's friend in another episode. Uh, his friend wins a French doll making competition. This city has everything. So. And, you know, apparently like a grade school doll progenies that are making French dolls in their spare time. Mm. I've never heard of such a thing. Shingo breaks the doll out of embarrassment and it becomes possessed by Juomo. <laughs> Uh, Victorian and creepiness ensues with a lot of Victorian dolls turning their heads 360 degrees. Oh, okay. And being scary. Usagi puts this together in this episode before anyone else. She's like, oh, I think this doll might be part of the dark universe. And she goes over and takes care of it herself. Uh, Shingo then makes a Sailor Moon sculpture for forgiveness to this other girl. And because Shingo thinks that 
um, she's cooler than Sailor V, which is a hot take for the time period, being mm-hmm. that, you know, Usagi's his sister. Yeah. Um, and this is brought back in a past episode as well, that he met um, Sailor Moon. is like, you look kind of like my sister, but I don't think you're her, because she's a dumbass. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Ray and Mamoru are still going out, and he detects evil in Nephrite. Like, he, he bumps into him one time, and he's like, ooh, there's something about that man. When Nephrite's just, like, out shopping. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> he's just out shopping, and Ray's there, and Ray doesn't notice a thing, but, you know, because her thing is noticing evil presences. Yeah. But he does, like, a shoulder bump, and he's like, watch where you're going, buddy. Ooh, that guy seems evil. What the hell is Nephrite getting paid for? Hey, he's getting a good paycheck, man. <laughs> Alright, episode 19, Usagi's Joy, a love letter from Tuxedo Mask. Nephrite consults the stars about finding a weakness for the Sailor Guardians, and he turns out that uh, Sailor Moon's weakness is none other than Tuxedo Mask. We get a flashback to the tennis episode where she's like, Tuxedo Mask, I love that dude. Uh, Zoocyte appears behind Nephrite, telling him that Queen Barrel wants to speak. She announces he will be put in an eternal sleep if he fails to carry out her orders for one last time. Um, so... Nephrite got a shorter end of the stick here because Jadeite got a lot of episodes going on. Yeah. A lot of failures there, but Queen Barrel ain't having it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quick, and we get introduced to the four kings of heaven who are presumably Jadeite, Nephrite, Zoocyte, and one that we're going to meet soon. Yes. Um, these are just like the male people who stand behind Queen Barrel yes. in their higher position in the, the Dark Kingdom. Usagi comes back from school to see a letter from Tuxedo Mask in the mail. It's a declaration of love that tells her to meet at the MS Mall in Shinjuku tomorrow night. Luna wonders how Tuxedo Mask knew she was Sailor Moon and warns her that she doesn't know if it's an ally or an enemy. But Usagi basically shrugs this off and goes, I'm going to go meet my man at the mall tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do about that. The next day at school, Usagi finds that every girl has received love letters from Tuxedo Mask, causing her great anger. Nara hopes that the one who gave her the letter uh, behind the name was uh, Sanjuin, who was from the tennis episode. Mm-hmm. You know, Nephrite's uh, sobriquet stage name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who she still has a uh, crush on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Haruna, the teacher, uh, tells the students it's probably a prank and attends <laughs> and not to attempt MS Mall alone. Uh, and that's because she didn't get a letter, so she doesn't want anyone to go and be happy instead. Uh, Luna tells Ami she's suspicious about the letters to her agreement. They suggest going to discuss it with Rei. Uh, Matoki and Mamoru are at the Game Center Crown hanging out. Uh, they talk about the letters, and Mamoru guesses that it was just an advertisement stunt, which is a good guess. And as they're talking, we see that there's a whole plush cavalcade of uh, Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Mars and Sailor Mercury. Everyone's got a plush doll made of themselves. And this doesn't get... Merch gets out fast. In yeah. this universe, yeah. 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 If only we could have this merch, right, Dan? <laughs> well, I, it would probably be like the, the Stewie dolls that Carnivals gave out. So, you know, yeah. we gotta wait for... We gotta wait for those big Ike figures. So. <laughs> Usagi walks in and she's upset. She gets teased that uh, people think that she didn't get a letter, but she yells back, she did get one. She's only upset because uh, Tuxedo Mask is her exclusive crush. Yes. And she didn't give him permission to send letters to every lady in Japan. <laughs> uh, Ami and Luna go to Ray's house. And Ray, it's cute. She's in bed with a cold for this episode. And it's basically kind of endearing. Yeah. I, I like it. Uh, they tell her the situation with the love letters going on. And Ray goes, oh, I know. I got a love letter. And I'm just too sick to go to the mall today. <laughs> 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 you know, Dan, where are you at my bedside, Dan? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Here, I bought you some chicken noodle soup. Get the piss bucket, Dan. Watch! (laughs) Don't turn your head. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I'm so dry. <laughs> uh, Nephrite stalks the surroundings of MS Mall on his free time. <laughs> he just has a lot of free time. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's like window shopping. So. <laughs> and then, Dan, you brought up this line, this mall will make a beautiful mausoleum for <laughs> Again, that's like one of our plans. <laughs> it's so stupid, it just might work. Oh, God. Uh, this butterfly sanctuary will be Jonathan's tomb. My God. <laughs> he won't flap his wings a single more time. <laughs> He'll never emerge from his chrysalis <laughs> after this. It's perfect. It writes itself. Um, so he's anticipating like when Sailor Moon's going to show up. Naru, who's gone alone, eagerly runs up to him, asking if he remembers her. Uh, they met in the tennis episode. She takes a hopeful guess that he sent the letter. He wonders how Naru knew... <laughs> That he had sent them in the first place, even though, like, this is a childlike guess. And he's an eldritch superpower being. He's like, well, clearly this redhead must be Sarah Moon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, promises to see her again at night. Uh, what's the age difference here? And then Naro has this cute pining sequence where she's like, this must be the man that loves me. And I love him. Oh, uh, just, uh, just a side note about this. I'm still going to maintain the headcanon that the... Like the tiara or the 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 sailor powers, mask slightly obs yeah. like not mask but like slightly obscure them so that people don't recognize them. Yeah. I'm going to that is I my mean, that's a good head. That is my rubber stamp head. I just don't think that's ever revealed across all the media. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if only we were writing, so, yeah. so. I'd have a slight veil over my face, <laughs> right? <laughs> At least in your mind. <laughs> At home, Usaki wonders why Tuxedo Mask sent love lovers to everybody and not her alone and decides to ask him in person. Rules for date. Oh, classic sequence. Uh, get some fresh underwear, put on some perfume, brush your teeth, prepare your lips, uh, prepare for magic, and then take a shit beforehand. Yeah, always poop before you leave the house. <laughs> and then she's like, Tuxedo Mask in like this dream sequence. And I go, did you shit beforehand? And she goes... <laughs> Uh, that night, Nara waits outside the now-closed mall when the doors to the entrance suddenly slide open. She enters and calls out for Tuxedo Mask, or what's-his-face? What's-his-full name? Sion? Whatever. S. He, she's looking for Nephrite. <laughs> yes, Sanjion. Sanjion, yeah. Because I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a pun on... Sanjuin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a pun on what, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but he calls out, she calls out that name and Nephrite appears. They were having a sale at the Gap in a tuxedo mask outfit <laughs> yeah. at the top of the escalator. He didn't bother to change his hair though. So. Yeah, and Naru, surprisingly for these children, recognizes the voice and immediately identifies him as Sanjuin. <laughs> Nephrite goes, she could see through my disguise. This must be Sailor Moon. Um, and he points at her, placing his forefinger on her forehead and starts absorbing her energy um, and it's just like, how could you recognize me? And I'm like, dude, it's just a domino mask and you have f luscious glowing locks flowing out the back of your top yeah, hat. Yeah. It could only be one person. Uh, Usagi's walking around Shinjuku trying to find the location for, uh, oh. Yeah. Just a side, like, yeah. uh, uh, Nephrite is definitely inch because he, uh, he's drawing the energy from Naru and he notices that this energy is especially potent it's because- ripe. You know, because young love, I yeah. guess, like, her crush on him is enough to... So he's like, ah, oh, love can make a person's energy spike, too, so... It's Monsters, Inc. 4. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> love conquers all. Yeah, well, what would the third one be? Well, the third one's Monsters University, right? Or, no, is that the second one? That's the one? second one. Oh, God, I'm old. <laughs> it would be three. Yeah. <laughs> it takes three. 
with <laughs> Sylvia would be involved with Mike, and there would be a, another woman. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what we'll reach. At it some would be point. Ross. Ross would be the other woman. <sighs> Mike Wazowski, you left me alone at the altar, didn't you? Oh God! Just give it time. Academy it Award time. winner Jennifer Tilly. It'll happen. <laughs> As, uh, Sylvia. It'll happen. It will happen. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, clearly not tuxedo mask. Um, Usagi's walking around uh, right over here. Is blah, blah, blah. Okay, so she stumbles into the mall and she goes, I- I'm going to go meet Tuxedo Mask, whatever. Um, oh my God, I lost my spot. So she, stu- she oh, stumbles, yeah. yeah, she stumbles into the mall and she puts together two and two. She sees Naru's energy being drained from her. <laughs> like this strange and mask. Like, person, and, like, so. and like goes, Could that be Tuxedo Mask? Nah. <laughs> and then jumps out as Sailor Moon and just as. Uh, Nephrite has this extreme ball of energy goes, who's that mysteriously bunned woman? <laughs> this is something the tuxedo mask would never do. How dare you steal an energy from a woman without her consent? <laughs> yeah. In the name of the moon, I'll punish you. You're clearly not tuxedo mask. Uh, meanwhile, Maru reenacts that gift that I had to send to Dan where he, oh, yeah. he buckles over and goes, ooh. Well, yeah, the, the now famous gift. So. Yeah. In the middle of the street, he feels an intense pain, and which causes him to transform into transform into tuxedo mask. Uh, Nephrite figures Naru wasn't Sailor Moon after all. When the real Sailor Moon sees the scene unfold and challenges him, he's shocked. She knew that he wasn't the real tuxedo mask straight away, introducing himself as Nephrite, one of the Dark Kingdom's four heavenly kings. So we get another title here. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the many four heavenly kings that uh, <laughs> that anime, video games, manga yeah. have had over the years. Uh, Nephrite creates Leo the lion with his powers, uh, makes a constellation come to life, and attacks Sailor Moon with it, who tries to flee, but falls on her face. A red rose hits the creature, and the real tuxedo mask appears in a stanky leg pose. Yeah, holding the elevator open. (laughs) Uh, Telling him to escape, Nephrite sends the lion on a chase after the two, when Moon Tiara action just boops it on the snoot and doesn't kill it. (laughs) Which is, which is, you know, in, in... You know, in terms of like what they can do with anime, you know, it's a it's a good way to demonstrate that uh, Nephrite isn't fucking around. Yeah, it's gonna take more than that to beat him. So uh, they both escape into an elevator, uh, though it turns out to be a trap. As long as we're alone, <laughs> you know, we've got time here. Uh, Tuxedo Mask bangs open the small elevator, uh, you know, roof latch or whatever, and they climb out to safety. When the elevator reaches the top floor, they jump to catch a ledge. Uh, I don't know why I rescue you all the time, because he's hanging on by one gloved hand at this point, and Usagi's weight (laughs) is always brought up in this scene. Uh, But there's a strange connection in the past that they can't quite remember. Uh, Sailor Moon starts to slip, and Tuxedo Mask grabs her, and she crawls up onto his back. After some insistence, and the elevator crashes to the bottom, Nephrite hears this and goes, well, they must be dead. Yeah, that he successfully Tower of Terrored them, so yeah. that was his plan. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take my leave and disappear into the Dark Kingdom. I'm, I'm not gonna check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she asks why he always helps her, Tuxedo Mask, uh, Usagi asks why, and he admits that a long time ago he feels something, and he somehow feels like he knows her. Yeah. So something has existed in the past between them. Uh, as they both start to fall, the elevator's door open. The elevator doors open, and at the top, uh, sorry, and Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars appear to catch them. They pull them to safety, and Sailor Mercury scolds Sailor Moon for going on her own without telling them her location. Sailor Mercury carries Naru on her back, needs to get her to a hospital because this woman is clearly dying from lack of energy. Yeah, um, and wants to hurry to the hospital. Ray says, "Wear a mask when sick," which you know predicted the times again foreshadows yeah very non-anti-masker 
in fact, she stands mask and knows that they have to be worn if you're sick so you don't spread the disease. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Sailor Mars can do it. Can you? Yeah. Sailor Mars says to wear a mask. <laughs> uh, but uh, they're girl fighting and Tuxedo Mask is like, peace, I'm out, jumps off the roof. <laughs> like, I can't stand ladies fighting. So. Uh. He's like, on the ledge beneath. Like, if it yeah. looked down, but... You've just been kind of hard to miss, if you ask me. The billowing cape and top hat. But whatever. Uh, afterwards, Zoicite comments that Nephrite failed technically to complete his mission because he didn't kill Sailor Moon. And he should be punished. And Queen Barrow's like, normally he would be, but this is extravagant young energy that our dark master will suck up greedily. <laughs> Well, is that, is that one of the few times that someone actually delivers the energy back to... Yeah. Because it feels like Beryl hasn't gotten <laughs> anything yeah, yeah. Like in a while. Yeah. So I would imagine that is a big deal. And she does uh, berate Zoocyte going, You need to find this Silver Moon Crystal thing. Legendary Silver Moon Silver Crystal. Get yeah. on that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then Nephrite's like, mm. There's some tension between those two. Um, and the episode ends. Uh, oh, wait, no, sorry. Uh, Nephrite thinks back on Naru's love, of course, to build this slight plot line that's going on mm-hmm. that we will resolve next episode. Yes. We watch Sailor Moon. We'll see where this Naru Nephrite love romance gets to. Mm-hmm. Um, and calls her foolish. How could a girl fall in love with a beast? <laughs> Uh, what we missed too. There, okay. These are a lot of quirky episodes that I wish we would have seen. If you have time, go back and see these because mm-hmm. I think they would be Dan favorites. We get a haunted beach trip for training, and it's haunted because they're staying at a Monster Bash style bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. And Ami bonds with a young girl whose father runs the bed and bra- breakfast by the name of Sakiko, who has strong psychic powers, and her father's trying to manipulate these psychic powers to make ghosts real. Dan. Okay, well, yeah, that is a plot. It, that it's I... a lot for a 30-minute episode. But though. wouldn't that be a Ray thing? A Wraith? Uh, yeah. No, a Ray thing. It's not. <laughs> Ray's there. But she's she does the ghost stuff. Oh, I know. <laughs> nope. Nope, they gave this one to Ami. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> um, it's just funny because, like, the, the people are dressed up as, like, a werewolf bride of Frankenstein, and I think a vampire. Yeah. A, a themed bed and breakfast. <laughs> but it's not themed. Apparently they're just creepy humans who dress like that. It, yeah. It's very strange, but it's a fun time. Um, and then the next episode, which I'm very sorry, this was like the nearest mist. We get some possessed anime artist going on here. Uh, Friendship Through Anime is the title. And Sailor V has an anime movie that's being made at this time. So is Sailor Me's not getting a paycheck in this. Mm-hmm. Like they're just marketing Sailor Using V. Using her image. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luna, I wish I could meet an artist dumb enough to make an anime about you, Sailor Moon. <laughs> That's Luna's line to Usaki. <laughs> and then she looks to the camera. She's like, you see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. We're mm. watching it. Uh, and uh, the whole uh, artist thing about this is you need to make your anime girl drawing sexier, which is a good topic to talk about in, you know, anime artistry. Yeah. That these, and it's like two... They're coded as friends, but they could be lesbians, anime artists that work together mm-hmm. um, in this scenario. Uh, Amy recognizes Nephrite after one meeting. Uh, best girl friends. Okay, so that I put friends in quotation mark because these anime artists are clearly like a little bit more than friends. Um, kill off Sailor V. That's what... Uh, so Nephrite causes a, an anime pencil to get possessed. And then the person that uses that pencil is like, I'm going to use my power to kill off Sailor V in the anime. Oh, like Misery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Um, and it's just anime. Teamwork is dead. Some, <laughs> classic, some classic quotes in this episode. Uh, we get some Gemini Yoma, Caster and Pollux, who can only uh, attack by uh, touching one another, like holding hands or whatever, which is a Cyborg 009 topic that'll breach us real soon. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think it's really off, uh, awesome because it's Gemini and I'm a Gemini and their design is cool. Um, another near miss in the watch list, anime nurtures kids' minds and foster their dreams. <laughs> the good, the moral that we try to like, <laughs> impart. That would be the tagline for yeah. our series, I hope. Um, but we do arrive for today's uh, final episode, episode 22, Romance Under the Moon, Usagi's First Kiss. <sighs> As Usagi runs late to school, she notices a lot of police checkpoints in the road, as one does. Is the Pope in town? (laughs) (laughs) The Pope's coming to New Jersey. (laughs) Uh, She wonders about them as Nara walks past, looking depressed, as she recalls what happened not so long ago when Sanjuin stole all the energy from her and left her for a husk. Uh, But does he like me, Dan? (laughs) Oh, I would assume she doesn't remember the... She doesn't remember, but it's still kind of like... There's echoes of it. You could piece together the mystery. Yeah. At school, Umino tells Usagi that Princess D... What does the D stand for? <laughs> Diamond. <laughs> At least in your mind. From the Kingdom of Diamonds will be coming to Japan. All right, Dan, where's the Kingdom of Diamonds and why is it a kingdom? Well, as I speculated, that it's like the Princess Diaries country. Genovia. <laughs> yeah, Genovia. The Genovian Rose. Yeah, so it might it might be a rogue nation. I don't know. It might, yeah, so who knows? All I put down <laughs> is I'm sure those diamonds are blood diamonds. So yeah, it, I, it seems to be the whole basis for whatever. But they have an embassy. Yeah. So yeah, in Japan, a rather a rather well appointed embassy. Yeah, so a really big lavish embassy at that. Uh, but Princess D will be showcasing her gemstones and something else, as well as unveiling a family heirloom called the Legendary Secret Treasure, not to be confused with the Legendary Moon Mystery Treasure or whatever it's called. Yeah. But the uh, cast does, so... Yeah. But it's just vague enough that it could be the same treasure, Dan. Um, and the Kingdom of Diamonds is in control of all the world's gems? That seems like a lucrative business right there. Uh, Naru offers to take a look for Usagi as her family, yet again, runs a jewelry store. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luna reads the paper, because no one else is doing it, and pieces together that she's got to check it out that night on her own. Yeah. Uh, Queen Beryl in the Dark Kingdom. I love that the Dark Kingdom also has the same knowledge that we have. <laughs> Well, yeah, they stay they stay on top of the news that's yeah, coming. But, so. <laughs> but it's like, it could be, but we're not sure. So you kind of need to go check it out. Crash well, that party. Their hench people have time to kill. Yeah. So they do, you know, they collect info, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, Queen Barrow in the Dark Kingdom wonders if the silver crystal will be at the reception as it's possibly the same based off of the name. Zoocyte offers to take a look as Nephrite appears, completely dismissing him and oh, and taking up on the job. So Zoocyte is yet again sniped to town by Nephrite. Mm-hmm. Um, now he has no option but to succeed. So it's like a classic Dan plan. But why did you do that, Jonathan? Well, you see, Dan has little room for error now. <laughs> <laughs> Side eye. <laughs> He must pass. And then Zoocyte snaps and comments on his uh, past incompetence. Later, we see a mysterious uh, light mint green haired Zoocyte. Uh, a Kunzite. A Kunzite, yeah. Kunzite handling Zoocyte's hair in a very, you know, erotic scene there. Giving him, like, pet pet. It'll all be okay, my dear. Face still partially shadowed, so yeah. we'll, we'll worry about him later, I'm assuming. Wonder if he'll show up, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> At Hikawa Shrine, Luna tells the others about how this could be the princess they have been searching for all along. That's what Ami suggests, 
uh, going to the embassy that night to at least catch a glimpse of Princess D. Luna wants to be more involved, which I think also plays out in the live action series. They're mm-hmm. like, Luna wants like a little bit more screen time. Yeah. And I get it. She seems to be the cleverest in the bunch next to Ami. Um, at home, Usagi sees her cute dad. And cute is used in like, this dad is cute. He's got sparkle eyes and everything. Yeah. He's putting on a tuxedo. Yeah. His job is a journalist, so he's gonna he's got an invitation to see Princess D's unveiling, and he's gonna give his newspaper quite a scoop. Um, he tells Usagi that she can't come, but promises to take pictures for her before leaving. Usagi then uses her disguise pen to transform into a beautiful princess that can attend. Transform me into someone carrying a clipboard. And it does it does literally just give her the dress, so I would assume that's foreshadowing that like, oh, you already look like a princess. We'll mm-hmm. just give you an outfit that's yeah. am I am I am I wrong in assuming? Or, no, that, that, yeah, that's yeah. perfectly fine. And but she has the title dad, no bearing. <laughs> 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 Royalty can't be taught, dear. <laughs> You're born with it. Uh, Tuxedo Mask has a a very sweaty dream where he's standing before a girl who is begging him to find the silver crystal, causing Mamoru to wake up in a cold sweat. And Dan, this girl's silhouette looks very similar to a certain girl's silhouette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Those, those buns, the 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 ponytail, yeah, yeah. The voice. Who, who, who could it be? <laughs> At the reception, Usagi demands her way through with a lie that she's royalty. I am Princess Ivanovich <laughs> from the Kingdom of Dijonet. <laughs> Let me through. Well, oh, she carries herself like a princess, so the she bar- must be. Yeah, this is where I would do, like, the Grand Duchess Anastasia's grandmother. Hmm, <laughs> new money? That could be. The nouveau riche? Hmm, perhaps. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Nephrite seeks out Naro in the crowd before requesting a dance from her. Uh, she falls again for Sanjuin's charm and persona and agrees. And this is a very hot and cold relationship. Yeah. Um, I think it pays off more. Like, you're supposed to be kind of slowly being drawn into this relationship, Dan. Mm-hmm. Even though it's it's very one-sided right now. He's clearly using her for her energy and that's it. Yeah. Um, and I think this also comes across a bit more powerful in the live action thing. I keep hyping up the live action. Maybe I have to sneak some of those episodes in. Of course. Will Dan notice? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, distracted Usagi bumps into a woman with a glass spilling drink all over her gown. Gotta get to the shitter! (laughs) (laughs) And Tuxedo Mask is searching around the reception, wondering if the Silver Crystal could really restore his memories. Apparently that's what that's supposed to do. He sees Usagi, recognizing her from somewhere, and starts to recall his dream. Uh, duh. Same buns. Oh, and, and Ami and Ray are outside, yeah. but Usagi didn't gives get them, them into gives the... Gives them the hand. <laughs> get away from me, peasants. They didn't get them into the gala, so... Uh, out on the balcony, Naru is possessed with a shadow to follow Nephrite's exact orders. Uh, her skin turns purple for some reason, and no one seems to make a commentary on that, but like Dan said, maybe it's masking their appearance. <laughs> well, yeah, and it might, it might just be for the viewers. Yeah. It could just, I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> and Nephrite comments, that was easy, and I put down, abusive? <laughs> like, clearly this girl has feelings for you. Uh, Usagi, all alone, broods about not having a dance partner when... And the fact that her gown is ruined, when Tuxedo Mask comes to offer her a dance, she accepts. And as they whirl around, she feels as if they danced together before somewhere. Uh, duh, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a possessed Naru requests entry to see Princess D. Well, request. She just goes, I'm a friend. And they let her in. Um, making up a lie that she's her friend. Princess Lacks D. security here. Yeah. <laughs> Princess D, who looks an awful lot like Us- uh, Umino. Um... Same design. Which again, I must. I I thought looking at the episode preview that was going to set up like a like a prince in the pauper type yeah. scenario, but it, it didn't. And I thought so too. It's been a while, but Umino is in drag in an episode we missed, and it's the same design. 
which is weird. That, it, that, that is seems weird. Like a, it seems like a missed opportunity. Um, I don't... Because I assumed from the episode that Uminu would have some, like, mm-hmm. way to get, like, you know, like, because he won, like, a contest or something. He's he's at the, the, the ball. Yeah. And then he sees the princess and everyone's and like... And sneaks Usagi eh, in. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, oh, she's radiant. And it's like, that's the... Yeah. But again, like... Or at least Popeye, have the same voice actor do it, right? Yeah. Like, like I... But it, those are just, I guess, the general nerd glasses, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, princess D comments on how she wishes she was as beautiful as her gems that her country has, you know... Uh, slaughtered millions for <laughs> I assume and people would come see her and that she had a friend uh, Nara walks in and goes I'm your friend and she goes oh goody a friend <laughs> long last uh, she accepts the stranger when the shadow jumps from Naru's body and possesses her purple skin and then I put down Umino in drag yeah. this is the, the same design uh, she steals her own treasure <laughs> like clearly yeah. that treasure belongs to her she's well, the princess of the princess of diamonds and, and announces it yeah you know um, and runs out to the balcony to drop it down to Daddy Nephrite, who's waiting five stories or so below, when Usagi interferes. Choosing not to float. Yeah. <laughs> I, I w- he yeah. can float. He can float. I'm, a, you know, but he's like, throw it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Pass it down, baby. Uh, they struggle for the item as Usagi is pushed off the balcony. Tuxedo Mask grabs her hand just in time, saving her from falling. Nephrite is about to end them both. Well, no, Princess D is about to, like, do the boot scoot. Yeah. <laughs> And shove them off when Luna throws Usagi a parasol, which causes them to gently, uh, gently, gracefully fall down. Yes. Peach style. Of course. Yeah. I don't think that's how the physics would work, but yeah. we don't have uh, Grant on this episode, so... Yeah. Well, he, can't, he can't disprove it. He can't so. use science against us this time. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I love doing this, Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars are just sitting in the audience like, should we do something? <laughs> And they do. They appear alongside the distract uh, Nephrite uh, along, you know, to to get the upper hand in this battle. Uh, Usagi and Tuxedo Mask fall as they both lose strength. But Luna passes. Oh, okay, we did that. Uh, Sailor Mercury stops Tuxedo Mask as he walks. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm sorry I keep interrupting. But I think there's a fight that ensues. Or does he just go drats and and stumbles away? Um... Nephrite. I can't remember. Well, Princess D, the possessed Princess D, like, jumps down. Oh, yeah, she has, like, that swirling... Yeah, and yeah. and uh, somehow, luckily, she's able to survive that, Um, but, the you know, they kind of... Oh, uh, Ray uses the spell tag. Yeah. She uses, oh, yeah. like, the, the, the exorcism tag. And then Mercury's bubble spray to defeat the, the possession Nephrite yeah. demon thing. The yeah. Nephrite shadow. And Nephrite just vamooses off to the alley this episode, I guess. Yeah. We don't see a lot of that. Um, but uh, before um, Tuxedo Mask walks off, Sailor Mercury stops him and is like, who the fuck are you and why do you keep showing up all the time? Can yeah. we know? Uh, but he says, I even don't know that information. And for exact reasons, all I can tell you is that I need the silver crystal. So perhaps we're enemies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't could know. Could be. Uh, why do you keep rescuing us then if we're enemies? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what a scoop. So Usagi's dad's in there. His camera has been, you know, the film removed from it. So he didn't get any of the Sailor Scout mischief going on there. But he takes photos of Princess D, who is unconscious on the floor while Nephrite outside. Oh, okay. Why did this out of order? Uh, I must have been smoking the ganj. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. Because everyone falls unconscious. The bad clams moment. Everyone falls unconscious inside the ball. Okay. So we do all this already. 
Uh, waking up from the trance, Luna asks if she's the princess. So Princess D is the princess that they've been looking for, which causes her to pass out again due to a talking cat. Yes. So not clearly the princess. Usagi's dad film is ruined. Uh, the treasure is then revealed, which is a 2,000 carat statue of Princess D. <laughs> it's a Miku statue. <laughs> so all the Princess Ds have looked the same too. Yeah. Because that's from the first Princess D. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Hmm. And this is the last wonder of the world? Very pretentious, this kingdom of diamonds, right? Well, if you had a nice, like, you know... Anime... I wouldn't call it the last wonder of the world. A, like a, a rare amiibo that you scooped and you'd host a gala to show it off? Yeah, why not? Uh, Nephrite sees this and is angered by his waste of time and energy spent, and out by the dumpster he teleports back to the Dark Kingdom. Usagi, Amy, and Ray all enjoy the rest of the reception with Tuxedo Mask... Helping out a drunk Usagi. So Usagi goes, I'm thirsty. I'm going to have some juice, but that's not juice. And she drinks a little too much because it's alcohol. Mm -hmm. And then she passes out. And then later, Tuxedo Mask picks her up, puts her on a balcony, gives her a non-consensual kiss. And Usagi's eyes flutter open and goes, I felt this before. Yes. Didn't age well, Dad. It did not age well, no. No. No consent involved here. Eh. And then and our episode ends. I would I would hope or assume that future installments yeah. have kind of rectified yeah. that dynamic. It's supposed to be like a love that's battled through the decades, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Meh. <laughs> Way to end this episode on a meh. But before we go, Dan, what did you think of these last episodes? Any final thoughts? I'm still loving it. It, yeah. it feels like, uh, it's you not know. not dragging? No, it, it feels, again, I mean, it's like that Power Rangers Monster of the Week vibe, but I, I like these characters. I like the, mm. the you know, small bits of, of lore that we're getting mm-hmm. and what it's building to. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm glad you're interested. Next episode, we're going to finish off this Naru Nephrite plot line that's mm-hmm. going on, which is very interesting and you know, might have been the first time I felt a tear roll down my tre- cheek during an anime. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from the Pokemon Alone on the Deserted Island episode, where they were talking to each other. At the- Warmed the icy heart. And- yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we will meet Sailor Jupiter, at least, because I know those episodes are back to back to back. Very so, nice. Yeah. My favorite Sailor Scout? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some may say. But it will be a while before we return to Sailor Moon, because we've got some Sinister Sixes, and Dan's got another one, and then we've got a, uh, and a Masterpiece Theater that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, but we will return to Sailor Moon. Of she course. will come back. Of course. She will return. Yeah. Um, but thank you for joining as always. Uh, where can our audience find us on the social media, Dan, before you tease what we're watching next week? Uh, you can follow me at King underscore Dennis on Instagram, along with our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast Instagram account and mm. uh, the Anime Was Not a Mistake Facebook page. Ooh. And you can find me, Jonathan Wykowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read on the Twitter, or follow my two other podcasts where most podcasting platforms are purloined. Such alliteration. <laughs> um, <laughs> at uh, Nightcaps at the Theater, where me and my buddies, Mark Zebra Jr. and Matt Cabrera, watch some movies and get a little drizzy drunk while doing so. Mm-hmm. And then I have a solo podcast where if War and Peace, the Tolstoy classic, is your cup of tea, I I am the princess of Ivanovich there. <laughs> I am the sole princess there. Uh, the Countess Dijonese of, of Pupon. Yes, where I recap Tolstoy's War and Peace. And soon, since I'm almost done, I have to pick a next big book. Um, at Drink and Read is the name of the podcast. But if you like a little book club, I'd be happy if you enjoyed. And of course, remember to leave a review, rate, and subscribe yeah. at this podcast. It only helps out, at, uh, I found out, in the Apple podcast uh, algorithm thing. 
but you know. rating and reviewing yeah okay that, that's yeah. the only thing it helps out in and but we appreciate you and we do this for the joy of anime because what was the quote i said anime instills joy in children's heart yes and, yeah and can lead them from their suffering yeah sure sounds good enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> we want to we want to leave a little brightness in the world as yeah. we <laughs> but i appreciate you and I appreciate as we become drier and age into dust moisturize <laughs> me fans yeah we need the attention oh the God. energy that we... <laughs> you know what's a greater energy than love dan a good review on itunes <laughs> how else are we gonna how else are we gonna resurrect the dark wizards <laughs> oh my god that's what all this is building towards yeah. so but what are we watching next week dan um okay so as as you have been saying um we have another week of anime before we will be moving into another back-to-back sinister six block followed by our anime masterpiece theater our first movie marathon um you know for for a few weeks so i figured i would it would be best to uh end this block with a, a casual viewing um, and we are going to be returning to Saint Seiya. Saint Seiya. So, uh, for these episodes, I'm not sure how many it's going to be, maybe mm-hmm. three or four, okay. um, you know, depending on what I think can cover the most ground. Uh, we are going to be moving not that far ahead, but still a good, you know, couple episodes mm-hmm. ahead, uh, into the Phoenix Iki arc. Ooh. So, uh, Iki is, is everyone's favorite edgelord older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's... Perhaps one of my favorite characters in the series, and uh, him and his assorted baddie bros get a very uh, you know decent arc to themselves. So uh, we're not going to be able to do the whole thing in one sitting, but we are going to finally start that story arc at least. So uh, we do hope the stars will align, and we'll uh, meet you here next week. I can't wait to Saint Seiya again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.